Wonder how that woman came up with her cool idea and turned it into a business? Listen in to find out how. Welcome to Women Inspired. I'm your host, Linda Ugalow, and on this show I interview artists, healers, changemakers, and entrepreneurs about what fires them up and how they put their dreams into action. And today I'm excited to have on my show a physical therapist who combines her skills with performing to help children in hospitals and give performers a, a body up on their own health. Welcome, Jenna Cantor. Thank you, I'm happy to be here. I'm excited too. So tell me a bit about these two enterprises that you've developed. Oh, happy to. Okay, so the first one is Fairytale Physical Therapy. So Fairytale Physical Therapy is a organization, well, we're in the process of becoming a nonprofit organization right now, where we bring musical theater shows to children in hospitals, and with that, we teach choreography that is secretly composed of therapeutic exercises. Ooh, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I'm so proud of it. I co-founded this with a classmate of mine, Katie Schmidt, three, a little more than three years ago at Columbia University, and it has still been going on going strong actually at Columbia and now we have in a scattered sense had some other physical therapy and physical therapy students at different schools throughout the United States bring this to other hospitals but now I am really doing a push to go nonprofit in order to make it officially throughout the United States and bring this wonderful thing to more children. So where did this idea have its genesis? For me, particularly, it came totally selfishly because I had a career solely in the performing arts as a musical theater performer before starting physical therapy school in 2015. And I knew going into school, it was gonna be a hard transition. It felt like letting go, it felt like quitting. Mm. You know, I felt like a quitter going in, you know, and I get that there are people who have different mindsets, you know, like who are more in the business mindset. They're thinking, oh good, she's being the responsible person. But for me, it was a big leap. And I remember being in line for an anatomy class and getting into a conversation with my friend Katie. And it, this simple conversation that was maybe less than a minute long is what uh, what drove us to create fairy tale physical therapy and I just needed to perform and through just honestly after the first show I went oh wow this is bigger than me and better because of that because once you go and you do one of these shows it doesn't matter your talent it doesn't matter the quality of the script that you put together. You see these kids going from miserable and sitting there and unhappy because they're in a hospital. It is worse for them to just grasp what they're dealing with and then just get this true escape and start to move. You know, do these, incorporate these healthy movements to songs that are so familiar to them and bring them so much happiness. Now, being a dancer myself, I'm really curious, what kind of movements would, would, did you find that would help them and was it with their particular conditions or how did you, like when you say it's based on physical therapy, for what end in mind? Okay, well, I'll give you some examples yeah, because be we did not, we are not going specific okay. to the child, mm -hmm. but we are going big picture. So the idea is at a hospital, at a hospital you're really just sitting there and not moving. Mm -hmm. You're pretty much lying there. Mm -hmm. So you have to think more of this closed off position. So we just need to open up. Mm 
Mm -hmm. Honestly, at the end of the day, any movement's going to be health healthy. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to be going like this with all of their stuff. So a lot of the choreography in our first show that we ever did, the Frozen show, is all about opening up the arms, opening up that chest, going down and up. We did more floor work when we got into the Aladdin show. So they're incorporating getting their hips moving more, getting their abs turned on more. And it, they're not going to notice this. They're not going to notice this. But that's the whole point. It's mm -hmm. hidden. Mm -hmm. So those are the movements. We're thinking more big picture mm -hmm. along with the Keep songs Keep the body moving in any way that the body moves, utilize mm -hmm. it. And, and then also that knowledge we know as physical therapists where they tend to close off and what that means in their joints and, and as well as in their muscles, what, what movements will be more complementary mm -hmm. to a pose where they might get stuck. Yeah. And of course, you're, you are highly aware of that people's body postures and the way we experience the feeling of our bodies has a tremendous impact on how we feel overall emotionally. Yeah, and actually you just tapped on it with the word emotionally, their mood. Mm -hmm. If you are not in a good place, if you are not in a good place emotionally, that will affect you physically. So that too would taps yeah. upon it. So people, if you're listening, <laughs> Dance can shift your state of being. <laughs> yes, it really can. It really can. And as for the other half of your question regarding performance, so mm -hmm. I have founded Powerful Performer. Powerful Performer is going to be an online course for performing artists. Specifically, right now it's catered to female musical theater performers ages 30 to 40 who have been injured before. The idea is there are so many musical theater artists who are not covered by insurance. Or if they have insurance, it's crap. Or it's covered by their parents right now. But when you start getting into your 30s, your parents are going to be saying, oh, be an adult. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, what do I do? So powerful performer, in this course you learn about insurance. You learn about anatomy. You learn about kinesiology. You learn about taping. You learn about pelvic health. Taping Finance. meaning ta uh, using tape on your body in yes. order to support it? depending on what you might be feeling to give you some sort of support, mm -hmm. um, some sort of proprioception, and that help to reduce the symptoms that you're dealing with at the time. And also information on finance, information on marketing, because you need to know how to get that regular work, how to have that money in order to have that health insurance. Mm. And really understanding if you do have health insurance, what does that mean? Do you know what that means, how you are covered? Do you understand, even if you're using your insurance, if you are actually getting good care and how to really recognize that? Because the real thing with a performer and actually for the general population is you know your body best. We don't. But the more you understand, and even if you might have some information that might be incorrect, the better we can understand and interpret it for you. Especially if you are a performer, and this happens in many cases, you're a performer in the middle of nowhere. And so you don't have the access. There will be a, a physical therapist there, but do they understand what you're doing? Do they understand and appreciate the importance of getting back to your show as soon as possible and have that mindset so not only can we get you back faster, but also still safely? for the long term mm -hmm. and so that's where this course comes in is really just making you the most powerful performer you can be health wise in order to live the best career during and even afterwards so do you think that performers have um, particular 
physical needs that other people may not come come up against? Absolutely. Like, what kinds of things would somebody get strained or injured from? Well, for the performing arts, repetitive overuse from research, that's what we have right now. It's repetitive overuse, and it depends if you are a singer, an actor, or a dancer. If you're a dancer from research, though most of the research is done on ballet, so it's, we still have you know, ways to grow with the research we have right now. It's the lower extremity, your legs, your hips and down. That's mm -hmm. where we're gonna see more. And then basically, essentially, at your feet is where we see most injuries, and then as you go up, it decreases mm -hmm. up the body. And then if you go into acting, we're gonna see more of just your everyday injuries. However, depending on your show and what movements you're doing repetitively, that's where we're gonna have to really look. Um, and then for the singer, I just think posture. Of course, they're gonna have the everyday wear and tear, but for them, if you have the forward neck, the rounded shoulders, which a lot of us are guilty of, especially when we're tired or after a Thanksgiving dinner, which we're all gonna be like this, mm -hmm. that's something you have to really watch for as you're singing because that can really close off your muscles that need to be utilized in order to protect your body as a whole, including, of course, your vocal cords and the muscles there. So you seem to have a lot of passion for this. Oh, yeah. Do you have a personal story from like why you decided to go into physical therapy? Have you been injured? Oh yes. I will give you one story that pops up in front uh, right now. So I've had many injuries. I'm sure you have as well. No? You've been uh, lucky? A few. A few. Yeah. A few. Yeah. And that's normal. Yeah. And I try to get them attended to. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. It's normal. Let me just start there. It is normal to be injured. It's normal. That's part of life. We go through wear and tear. You age. You go through stuff. And you have to figure out how to keep going. It is normal to be injured. So let's start there because performers are raised to believe that it's not and it's absolutely unacceptable. And I'm here to say it's acceptable. So from that, let me go into my story. I was doing a show, I was doing All Shook Up many years ago, and I was in the ensemble. And I had this great partner. Oh, you know when you get those dance partners that they just have this fantastic energy and you get a bounce off of it and you're just living on stage? It was that. Mm -hmm. And we had this one lift where it was very simple. He would lift me straight up, turn, and then put me down on the ground. And we were instructed in the direction and choreography to get me down by a certain count in a beat. Right? That makes sense. From the beginning of rehearsals, I always felt a pain from when he put me down because it was beyond gravity. He was moved, putting me down with inertia to get me down. Now, I take full responsibility. I was young, I was in my 20s. I didn't communicate. I did not tell him. So we are almost halfway through the run and I finally communicate about this. But I did not realize at this point it was too late. And what had happened at this point, he of course applied it you know, right away, but habits are habits at this point. We're talking three weeks. So as much as he's like trying to apply it, we're gonna have days where it gets missed. That's normal too because we've created a habit, just like anything. And so he, you know, brought me down with that force, not as, as much as it may seem like I would blame. Honestly, looking back, I would not blame him. I, I think it's a bigger picture situation of communication and habits, you know, that you're trying to break. So he brought me down with force and I felt it. It's that moment for anybody who's been injured, you're going, oh yeah. And of course, I was in my 20s. I danced through the rest of the show 
like a champ. It's not like a champ, guys. Do not do this. So I've danced for the rest, still in my 20s, thinking I'm fine. Woke up the next day. I was in Pennsylvania at the time, and I traveled to New York for auditions. Still wasn't saying anything, and by the end of the day, I couldn't walk. I could not walk. And so I had to contact the theater to say, hey, I was injured during the show. And it took a little bit of convincing because unfortunately, you know, it is an expense and they have to make sure that I'm being honest and it was done at the theater. And which it was, unfortunately, they did agree to cover me in, in this situation. And I ended up going to a doctor and I learned that I sprained, strained, and bruised bones in my feet. So my foot, one foot. And I did not know to ask what grade sprain it was. It was a level three, meaning I had completely lost the ligament. That is a very significant thing to learn. I've learned this later. Uh, I learned this, I think, three years ago while in physical therapy school. I went, oh, I don't have a ligament there. That's good to know. Um, <laughs> and I, did not, I was not put forward to work with a physical therapist or honestly anyone for my re rehabilitation. I, I personally requested to be given crutches because the doctor was saying, you need to stay off your feet. He had no, he didn't understand or appreciate rehabilitation at that time. And hopefully he has changed uh, on this mindset. I went on just thinking, oh, I just need a rest and then I can jump in. Let me tell you, the body does not work that way. And so I had these crutches and this was not, once again, by the re recommendation of the doctor. We had three more weeks left of the performance, and this is where it got real difficult, is after a week when I went in, I didn't feel like I was better, and I didn't have the doctor really guiding me. It still hurt to walk, but he said, you could start walking now and take off the crutches. The cast the first week that was so supportive, during the second week, like I'm, 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 I'm honestly feeling on the verge of tears, they were, they were not. And I suddenly became public enemy number one in the cast. I was that scapegoat. Unfortunately, sometimes that can happen. And I was that person. And it sucked. Mm -hmm. And I had no knowledge of how to get out of it. All I knew was I was in pain. And even if I, it looked like I was walking fine, I was not okay. And I did not know how to identify exactly what was going on. And I ended up missing the rest of the run, those three weeks. And I get from an outsider perspective, it was like, what, why did you stay in the show? I didn't know. Every week, every day, I was like, am I better? I don't know. I wasn't doing any exercises, which is what we know. I know now as a physical therapist, there was so much I could have done to have not only healed faster, but to have just been safer with my return. And I ended, was fortunate. I had a show right after that with the same theater company, but at a different theater. And I jumped back in heels and all and I don't know what it looked like to the cast it was painful to me but I was doing that mindset of I shake it off and fortunately I was still in my 20s to get back in but the whole experience was so scarring mm -hmm. it was so scarring literally it literally and, mm -hmm. physically emotionally mm -hmm. and I was like this needs to end mm -hmm. I know this is not an isolated case mm -hmm. and this needs to end and so this course is to step in and start changing mindset as well as the wisdom of performers. So there are all kinds of performers. Yes. You know, musical theater is one, even speakers are performers too. Absolutely. What do you recommend to a performer if something happens mid-performance? I mean, doesn't the show have to go on? 
Okay, so you want to focus on speakers specifically, or or performers in general. What do you what do you recommend? Because when you told this story, you mm -hmm. said, you, "This doesn't. I didn't know any better." Or mm -hmm. what would you recommend? You can tell by certain signs. This is a hard one. This is emergency care, and it really is per person. But let's look at me, for instance. So it was my foot and ankle. After that happened, it a hundred percent hurt to walk. That right there is a sign. If you can literally say to somebody it hurts to walk right now, stop. See if they, be, be honest, be like, you guys, I think this might be bad. If you cannot shake it off, and that could actually, that could have honestly prevented a lot uh, if I had not. I, I'm assuming, but I still did get a grade through. I did lose that ligament, but, but, uh, but I have a feeling that my healing time probably would have been less um, just with that alone of recognizing. Uh, if you are a singer and you are noticing that your voice is fading right away or that it's painful or, or you're just off. If for women alone, we have our period, our menses once a month. We're at a sensitive, very sensitive and vulnerable spot physically and let's just focus vocally right now. So for that, you not only do you need to focus physically posture and that warm up and that cool down physically and vocally then, but you need to sing lighter. You go, you speak with the person who's doing sound I did this, I did this um, a couple weeks ago. I was on my menses and I knew. I, I knew I'd be fine to others, but I just spoke with the sound, the sound person, my friend, and I said, hey, I'm like, I'm fine, but could you just bump me up? Because I know I'm gonna have to sing lighter just to protect my voice. And he was like, great. Nobody was any the wiser, and I went through the show fine. And if it's mid-show and you're feeling that fading, you just, you go lighter. You can put more physically, but just go lighter, communicate along the way. Don't freak yourself out, drink more water, be honest with yourself, and then maybe go on that vocal rest that you need. And just be, be really in tune with where you are at. Maybe do less riffs. Maybe don't do that belting high note. I do not care. Who cares about? People go, oh, she didn't sing the high note today. Fine, you didn't sing the high note. But you know what? You were able to stay in the show. You were, were able to find a way to keep going, but still stay healthy and really in tune. And even for speaking, if you're a person, you have a really tight schedule and you see that your voice is fading, go lighter. That's right. Bump up the volume. Because a lot of people will just push through mm -hmm. if they feel like they have less capability of making sound, they'll just push oh, I need to, to push. make it. I need to be loud. No, right. you won't be loud. Right. And that is fine. Mm -hmm. You will still have that content. You'll still have that energy. Mm -hmm. You just have to have faith that that's still there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so is this in a place of launching right now, this particular program? Has it been out? Is it available? It is in a place of launching. Mm -hmm. So we have Fairytale Physical Therapy Awards existed, but we're going into the nonprofit. But for Powerful Performer, that is going to be to, uh, I'm looking at the end of 2019. And the reason is, is we do not have a musical theater community online yet. It does not exist. There is no forum for people to speak openly and supportingly to each other with performers. It doesn't exist, I've looked. Please correct me if I, I would love to be wrong, but it doesn't, I'm starting from scratch. And that is fine, that means there's a need. Yes. So because it's from scratch, I need more time. I've been building this since last year, the beginning of last year. Mm -hmm. So um, the marketing and communicating and pushing forward this message, building slowly that community. Most people right now at this point just feel comfortable speaking with me privately 
which is a great start. Mm -hmm. And now this is over time to build that community. And it's a, and uh, we don't want any um, mean people. That's my nice way of saying it mm -hmm. in the group. This is a place where you are safe. I am creating. I mean, it's going to naturally happen. A community where it's safe to be like. Even if it's light, you're going, you guys, I stepped on my foot wrong today. What do you think? Da, da, da. Whereas in the performing arts, that's frowned upon. You fear losing your job. You fear getting a reputation. If you're always concerned, it's great to be concerned, guys. It's great to be concerned. And so that's, that's the change that needs time. Mm -hmm. So I will be bringing that out. I was thinking maybe like the holidays of next year is like a little Christmas gift for yourself if you're a performer. Mm -hmm. um, but in the meantime, I want to people to learn more and build more trust in me and also slowly identify, oh wait, the, look at these other people who are commenting on this. I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So it sounds like people feel can feel really isolated with their the injuries that they may or the strains they may incur in the field, in the um, because there is no place to really uh, be able to share what's going on without incurring some negative feedback. Yeah, it's very true. I had, uh, I forget what video I do because I do video, free video content, but I had a person, this pops up, right in the feed. And I think this is a level of bravery when you're doing it like that. Uh, and so I, I just, my heart not only went out to him, but I was I was grateful for him being brave enough mm -hmm. to speak. Mm -hmm. And he wrote about just getting out of surgery, feeling like his performance career was over, this level of fear and angst and feeling isolated. Like you said, it really, it's more common than you know. Most people suppress it. Most people go, ah, I was fine, I shook it off. But they're usually in their 20s and they haven't dealt with the repercussions yet when they're in their 30s and it comes back to bite you. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it's, it's very common. I I'm, I'm, myself am learning exactly how much more common it is the more I speak out in defense and the more people have been reaching out to me uh, with that trust, which is, I think, a complete honor because yes. that's hard. Yeah. That's hard to do. Well, it's yeah. a great service that you're providing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. One thing I love to do with my guests is to invite them to pick a card. It's, they're different qualities, and you can just yes, see what comes out Im and improv, riff on it. Improv a question. Yeah. All right. Surprise. Surprise. So what this word means to me? Yeah, it, to you or how you see it play out in your, the work that you do? I love this. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. Uh, it, it, this actually means to me a lot. Uh, aside from being loving getting surprised, I do. I love a good surprise. I would say surprise in where your life can go. As a female entrepreneur, you never know what direction your life is going to go. You can sit there and think that you have this one vision, but if you just keep following your heart and just trusting your actions on things that just make you happy, you can really find things. And this speaks to me because for me, what I spoke about, that transition, going from a performer to a physical therapist, and now I'm doing both. I still perform professionally as well as do physical therapy. Um, I was very surprised to find this great happiness in being this businesswoman now and how much better it feels to get outside myself and give to others. It's one thing to get a present, you know, for the holidays which are coming up and of course presents are a lot of fun. But it's a whole other thing 
to bring that joy to someone else. Those kids in that hospital, oh my gosh, there was even one time, oh, this other time I, oh, I'm trying to think of which story. This one time, it wasn't a, it wasn't a patient. I didn't know this yet. And it was, we had just did a show at a hospital and there was this young boy we were making snowmen on these paper plates because we do arts and crafts activities to get their fingers and hands moving afterwards. And he was so happy. He's, and he was like, look, I made eggs. And we're like, that's not the, the project, but we're all going with it. That's great. And he, instead of, you know, doing snowflakes, he had made bacon. It was hysterical. So happy. And the woman who we speak with, coordinate with at this hospital, she said, I have not seen him smile all week. And he said that, his sister, I had, I couldn't remember, I can't remember, it was his brother or sister, has actually been in the hospital and he's been upset all week. So sad. She said, this is the first time I've seen him smiling, moving around and just, and, and just actively participating and having a good time. So it really expands at many times beyond the children themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's, and I, I can't explain how wonderfully surprising that level of happiness can be and so this is like perfect for this mm -hmm. and people can be surprised by their experiences yeah when and especially like the arts and art is so soul filling mm -hmm. yes it is it really is and we don't spend enough time filling our souls that's so true you know it, I, I have to actually say as a businesswoman I get so caught up in doing this that I, 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 I miss out a lot I admit on taking out that that time that's a very good point yeah I like that but it seems like you have it built into what you're doing so you have that available to you as you work with the kids and as you work with other performers and do your own performing yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. yes nothing's black and white there's so many different options in life and I'd say honestly explore it all why not mm -hmm. why not so how can people find you online jennacantor.com www, as you can see below, jennacantor.com. I'm assuming you have it on there. <laughs> so what's great on there, uh, there are, I do have multiple websites, but on there you can find the link to Fairytale Physical Therapy, the website, as well as it connects you to either my performance life or the physical therapy life as well. So you can get everything just from that website. Okay, and you also mentioned that you do a lot of live streaming, so people can find you on Facebook and oh, yes. YouTube. On Facebook, uh, if you just do Facebook.com, Jenna Cantor again. On YouTube, Jenna Cantor again. I believe Twitter's Jenna Cantor, and Instagram is Jenna F Cantor. Darn you, other Jenna Cantors taking that one. But that Instagram, I really just make that one just more sharing my life and my cats and my husband. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that goes well on Instagram. <laughs> yes, yes, it does, it does. Well, thank you so much, not just for coming on the show, but for the work that you're doing and the lives that you are changing. Thank you, I appreciate it. I hope this really gets out and inspires more people to make the difference themselves, as well as getting involved, getting mm -hmm. involved to make a difference with what I have going on. Thanks. Thank you. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have a performance coming up and you need a little more confidence, specifically speaking confidence, be sure to download my guided visualization for speaking confidence, which you can get at lindaugelow.com forward slash speaking confidence. That's U-G-E-L-O-W, lindaugelow, 
facebook.com forward slash speaking confidence. And be sure to catch us on the next episode of Women Inspired. Thank you for listening to Women Inspired. The show is recorded live in the studios of Bedford TV in Massachusetts. Music courtesy of Sheik Gamin. If you like this episode, please leave a review or comment. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or watch all the TV episodes of Women Inspired with the show notes and links at www.lindayugalo.com forward slash TV.